0: Hello GPSers and welcome back to the latest edition of the GPS Podcast. I hope today finds you well and I am particularly excited about today because for the next couple of weeks and maybe more, we are going to take a bit of a turn away from our series that we had been moving through for the first three months of the year, reflecting on Genesis. And we're going to do a bit more pointed reflection and direction about navigating this current season in which we find ourselves. And this is something that I don't want to reflect upon alone. And so I have asked my wife to join me over the next few weeks as we talk a little bit about together what's going on in our world, and trying to bring our two fields together. Hers being that of psychology. She's a certified marriage and family therapist, and by certified, I mean
1: licensed licensed
0: marriage and family therapist. I know her so well. And my field of theology and what we like to do from time to time is to see how these intersect with each other in light of scripture in light of current events, in light of the lives that we're living. And so what we want to do today is begin a conversation reflecting upon the quarantine in which we find ourselves, the ripple effects of how this is impacting our lives, and hopefully offer some proposals and some practices, some perspectives and some practices that can be of benefit to you. And so if you were with us last week, we had a midweek check-in with many from our GPS class, and it was great to have you all there. And what we heard from the feedback from that class was a desire to hear a little bit more about the top 10 list that we proposed and offered as a reflection point, as a direction point for this COVID experience that we're in. And so what we're going to do is we're going to break this list down into week one and week two. And so for today's podcast, what we're going to do is we're simply going to move through the first half of this list that we're calling, I guess, perspectives for navigating this new season in which We find ourselves, and so I want to go ahead and jump right into this list, and we're only going to do five today, and then we'll do five next week, and hopefully these will be helpful. So today, perspectives, and next week, we'll talk about practices. So, Jessica, welcome to the GPS podcast. Tell us your level of excitement about being on the podcast today In the midst of this quarantine, getting to share this experience with your husband, scale of 1 to 10, where are you at on your excitement level? I mean,
1: it's the best way to use Everly's nap time, right? Like, here we are in the sunroom together. Can't go anywhere else.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, So we've talked about this list independently. We've talked about it with the class. And so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Talk about the perspectives that you think are helpful bringing your field of psychology into the situation and roll with it. What's number 1?
1: So, we've never been in a pandemic before. So the research in our lifetime. So the research is going to be formulated after this. But here is what we know about hard events, traumatic events and mental wellness in the midst of difficult events. So the first thing I'm going to talk about, and I've talked about this in our Bible class multiple times during our self-care series, but is the idea of Name It to Tame It. Um, This is by Dr. Dan Siegel, who has written a variety of books, but his parenting books are excellent. Um, If you have any free time, you know, to read a book, he has some really good ones that the library should have. Um, But we, Name It to Tame It is the idea of when we go through hard events, our brains are unable to... Process what's going on um, because it's using just basically like the back of our brain. And what we need is to name it to get the front of our brain back online. And so naming it to name it to tame it means I'm going to name the emotion of what I'm feeling right now. So you could say I'm feeling really sad or scared or lonely or jealous or joyful in this experience just to kind of come back in And check in with yourself. And that is something you're able to, one, know about yourself, but also communicate with friends and family in this time. Even though we are socially distant from one another, we can still come together and discuss how we are experiencing this event.
0: Yeah, and I think this is a thing that we have been trying to do um, really from day to day of trying to just name what we are feeling or experiencing. And for some of us, it may take a bit of time because maybe this is a practice we haven't done before or this isn't a perspective that we've taken in life. A lot of us say, well, ignore it or stuff it or pretend it doesn't exist. But trust me, when you pretend like something doesn't exist, that doesn't mean that it's not there. To to use an image that A mentor once used for me, it's kind of like putting a cap on a chimney stack and thinking that everything's going to be okay. No, eventually the house fills with smoke, and there is something releasing and something empowering about simply saying, this is where I'm at today.
1: Well, and a lot of the time people say it sounds silly to... Name that I feel lonely, of course I feel lonely everyone's lonely everyone's in their houses or their apartments um, but it's not it's not silly it's actually really deeply formative and is one of the best things you can do for yourself and for your family um, is to let them know how you're doing so
0: yeah, and so last week, one of the things that was a real gift to me as we talked as a GPS class was, and this could be something that you do, is we simply did our high and our low. We talked about what was going on that was really life-giving and joyful, and we talked a little bit about what was life-taking and difficult. And so that's one way that you can try a name it and tame it exercise. And so that is number one, that when we're navigating a new situation like we're in, Naming what we're feeling and experiencing is actually the way to move through it and not get stuck in it. So, that's number one. Name it to tame it. Jessica, what's number two?
1: So, the next three we're um, using are coming from Brene Brown's podcast, which she has released um, since in the last month. Um, But she talks about FFTs or troubling first times. And so, we're going to talk about how this is our first pandemic. And how the first time you do anything, especially if you're a perfectionist or you don't like doing things wrong or messing up or anything like that, how first times are hard. Um, And I will be very candid. This first pandemic for me has been really hard. So and then again, this is nothing. This list that we're giving in next week's podcast is not so we can do this quarantined life perfectly. What we're offering is just some options to try to hopefully make this experience, which is going to be difficult, just a little bit better. So the first thing she talked about is normalize this first time. So you've never been in a pandemic before. I've never been in a pandemic before. We have no wisdom or experience to draw upon to say last time this happened. Here's what I did to stay healthy or safe or mentally well, we don't have that. And so just knowing that this is the first time we've done this can just normalize and give us a little bit of grace and space to just say it's hard.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that's been helpful for me is kind of a bit of um, lesson that I'm learning from our child who is about to be 15 months old is, watching her experience things for the first time and sometimes she looks puzzled and sometimes she looks afraid and sometimes she looks excited and there's every once in a while where she has that look of fear or confusion come over her face because she's looking at something or interacting with something that she's never interacted with before. The other day I plucked a dandelion off of our yard and I tried to hand it to her and she jerked back because she was terrified of this dandelion. And then it hit me, oh, this is a completely new experience for her. And I had to remember that as she grows and as she experiences new things, I, as a parent, will show her a lot of grace and compassion because it is a completely new experience for her to live life in general. And I think that's a helpful lesson for me in how I interact with my wife, how I interact with other people as they and I navigate this. Um, The phrase that I've been using a lot to myself and to others is, you have never done this before, and I have never done this before. And simply acknowledging that, that it's new for everybody, I think can help us show each other a little more, Grace and a little more patience. And again, I think that perspective helps us to navigate through what is a really difficult and new season. So, number one, name it to tame it. Number two, normalize the new. Jessica, what's number three?
1: So, this is just perspective taking. Again, this is from Brene Brown. So, we're just going to take the perspective of this will pass. Um, We don't know what it will look like. Um, but it will pass. It will end. We will go back to some sort of, like, new normal, I think. But it will it will be different. And they are going to figure out this virus situation. So we will go back to real life. So we are in the middle of it. Um, and so we just need to take the perspective of this will end. Um, and we're this will end. And... Keeping that, for me, has also been very grounding of when I'm watching the news or when I'm seeing the news or it's being discussed with friends or family, just knowing at some point this will end, and I, that keeps me very grounded.
0: So for me, the image of camera lenses has been really helpful, thinking about taking perspective, and I like to do photography and I have a camera that has a zoom lens on it and I can zoom out with that camera lens and I can take a really wide angle perspective and then I can zoom in and have a telescope on a specific object or thing that I want to focus on. And what often can happen for me is I telescope in on one specific experience, I can telescope in on this one particular pandemic and that can become my complete focus. I can get tunnel visioned on that and can get very overwhelmed by that. And so it's good for me to also zoom out and take a wide angle lens perspective that sees this as a part of the story of my life, but not the entire story of my life. That what we're experiencing is one frame of the movie and not the whole movie. And again, easier said than done, but simply being aware of the temptation to telescope in, but also to know that you have the power and ability to zoom out, I think is a really good way to think about taking perspective.
1: Yeah, and so just one other thing about that. So I am all about zooming out and knowing that this will end. Um, but for some of us right now, we may need to zoom in because the idea of the unknown with how long will this last um, is really distressing for a lot of us to not know the answers, to not know what to plan for. So for some of us, it may look like knowing, having the perspective of this will end, but zooming in to saying, Here's what my family or what I am doing for the next seven days. And that has some people some relief to not have to try to figure out or anticipate things we don't know the answers to. Mm. So zooming in and zooming out um, is a skill you have. So it may look like zooming out some, but it may also look like zooming in pretty close.
0: And wouldn't you say you need to do both? Like yeah. you can collapse into zooming out and not treating this... Seriously, or with responsibility. And that, if that is your only perspective, then that's problematic. But it's also sure. problematic to simply tunnel vision in on the crisis and not be able to see anything else. So right. don't you think there needs to be a little bit of like both and?
1: So I think there's just going to be a lot of tension and complexity in this. So what I agreed, fo- I agree fully with this. So something I am zooming in on is today or what I am doing um, in the next few hours, but also zooming out and I'm trying to zoom out on the positive pieces, um, and not like silver lining it, but knowing we will go on vacations again. I will get my hair cut again. Like things will happen in the future that I'm looking forward to. I don't know the date of those, but it will happen because this will end. So that's what the dance I'm doing this week of zooming in, of like being present, doing this day, um, It's a beautiful day outside. We're going to go on another walk. We're going to eat a meal as a family. Um, We're going to clean the playroom. Those things are what we're doing today. But then when I do Zoom out, because I know this will end, I'm going to Zoom out and remember that we are going to go to the beach one day as a family. We are going to be able to do the silly and most basic things that we took for granted before, but we're going to do them with our friends, with our family, um, because this will end. So it's the dance of Zooming in and out.
0: Cool. Um... Last one, so we've done name it to tame it, normalizing the new, taking perspective. What is the fourth? We're calling a guidepost of how to navigate this crisis.
1: Sure, and again, this is from Brene Brown's podcast. But checking expectations. So for our family, we have done this at home for three weeks. And so now Wilson and I are able to check our expectations more clearly of what to expect from one another and from ourselves. Like, what do we need this to look like as two people who are working from home, as well as with a now walking and moving all the time one-year-old. So again, just checking in, what do I expect? What do I need? Um, that sounds, it again, it sounds very basic, but I think a lot of us, were. thinking, thrown into this situation um, with it not a ton of planning. So now it's having the intentional conversations of checking in with each other, checking in with ourselves. What do we expect? What do we need um, to do this well and do this together? So maybe it looks like checking expectations with your family or your friends or um, checking in with who you're living with or even your bosses still. I think a lot of people are still navigating what it looks like to work virtually from home. Or even if you are going into the office, the news is shifting regularly. So having those conversations with your staff of, like, what do we expect here? Not only to keep us safe, but, like, what does this look like? Um, so, yeah, just it's more of a communication situation.
0: In my first year of ministry, I had a um, difficult situation that I was navigating. And I had a mentor that I called one day and was venting to him about, this particular situation and what was and wasn't working. And after I had talked for a while, he simply asked me a question. He said, well, what did you expect was going to happen? And I began to articulate to him that I hadn't even really thought about that, that I had entered into this situation entered into this particular project with no real sense of what I expected to happen. And yet that one question from him, so what did you expect, was really good for me to step back and reflect on what were those driving forces below the surface of how I thought things were going to go. Because I didn't have them, but I actually did have them. I just had not named them or articulated them. And just by doing that, it helped me to clarify, oh, I really had some unrealistic expectations about this given situation. And so I just think asking ourselves that question and asking those around us, beginning to process those out loud, is really, really healthy because... If you come into this situation with one set of expectations and your spouse comes into it with a very different set of expectations, then that will create conflict, that will create potential tension. And being able to just simply ask and listen to those around you can be a really clarifying and helpful exercise.
1: Well, and wouldn't it be such a gift if, We experienced this season and we got better at communicating with our partners and our extended family and our friends. Like to me, again, not trying to like silver lining this thing, but really to say if we were able to figure out, because we're home and we have the time, um, what it looks like to dialogue with the people we love the most and do it well, like what a gift,
0: yeah, so um, we have name entertainment. We have normalizing the new. We have taking perspective, and we have checking expectations. Again, these are guideposts. These are some principles and perspectives that we have found helpful over the last few weeks as we have learned how to navigate this. And hopefully one of those four, if not all of those four, are helpful to you. And I want to close with a story, and then we'll be done for this week. A week ago, we spent time as a class on Zoom reflecting on highs and lows. And we had about 40-ish people and got to hear from pretty much everybody over the course of that hour, hour and a half. And after the session had ended, I got a text from someone in the class who basically said, thank you so much for that call tonight. I thought I was the only one feeling and experiencing this in a certain way, and it was very helpful for me to know that I'm not the only one actually having trouble with this. And it was a reminder to me of how important it is in this season that we're in to keep conversation lines open with each other, because one of the best ways to navigate difficult situations is to feel connected to others. And in a time of social distancing, in a time where we feel away from each other in a lot of significant and meaningful ways, even more important that those areas where we can connect, whether if it's FaceTime or a Zoom call or a conversation across the table, finding ways to stay connected with people around us so that we know that we are not alone in this, I think is really, really important. And so that will set us up for next week and some things that we want to discuss as the second half of this list where we talk about some concrete practices that Jessica and I and some others in our life have found helpful for some very practical things you and I can do as we learn to navigate this season. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, Jessica, do you have any parting words you want to offer?
1: No, just um, that we're thinking of you guys. We're praying for you all. Um, Again, this is going to pass, and we're just going to be so grateful to get back together whenever this is over.
0: You all have a wonderful rest of the day, and again, like always, we are praying for and asking for peace to be on all of you, and we hope you have a great week.